This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the Rams Talk podcast preview show. We're here today ahead of uh, what some people might call a local derby. I'm not sure myself or, or my guest today will think the same thing. But it's a, a game between local teams all the same. Uh, it's Burton Albion at home. I've got a man today who knows all about Burton Albion. It's BBC Radio Derby's Burton Albion match day commentator Dave Fletcher. How are you, Dave? I'm very well, Jake. I insist on being introduced like that as well. Yeah, nice to see you. <laughs> no, it's always good. Always good to have you on. Always good. I think, um, uh, uh, by the way, just on the Derby, not Derby business. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to insist on the fact that it is a Derby, mm. but I absolutely accept that it's not a rivalry. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but, but they're so close, it can't be anything but a Derby. It'd be like saying that AC and Inter wasn't a Derby. I know they play at the same ground. <laughs> it's a derby. it's a derby, but it's not a rivalry. But I'm not going to get hung up on semantics. I'll I'll just uh, repeat that as we get closer <laughs> to the day on the radio and annoy people. <laughs> so if it's AC and Inter, uh, which team's which? Oh mate, I, 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 <laughs> my knowledge of my knowledge of Italian football is very poor, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really really sorry I mentioned it now. Which is the worst one, and that's the one that Burton uh, that Burton. Is, really. <laughs> which is the smaller? I don't know. I don't know if there's a difference. They are. They definitely are. And so are Derby and Burton, two huge clubs. Mm. And I mean, speaking of Burton so far this season, I mean, we had you on before, Dave. um, And I guess we better start on on the game last time. Um, It was it was a bit of a weird game because I don't think Derby played that well. Um, And it was during Derby's pretty terrible run where they were really struggling to win games. Went to Burton under Dino Marmaria, um, scored pretty early on in the first half. I think Burton controlled a lot of the game after that. And then Derby, you know, turn up, score two goals at the end. What was your taking from that one? Well, well, the fact that Burton didn't win until beyond the middle of September this season um, tells you everything you need to know about the start of the season that they had. It was something like seven or eight matches that they didn't win. And they lost most of them. They drew at Wickham. They drew at home to Bolton, uh, remarkably. Uh, at the end of August, but other than that, it, it was dreadful, absolutely dreadful, um, and and I couldn't really understand why. I just had to look it up and remind myself <laughs> of the team that played that day for Burton Albion. Jamal Blackman was in goal. Well, he's now the number two. Uh, John Brayford was at right back. Well, he's no longer at right back. He's playing in the middle and playing extremely well in the middle. Derby County fans will be pleased to hear because I know he's popular. 
uh, even now at Pride Park. Rakeem Harper played. He won't play. Uh, <laughs> Josh Gordon was up front. He might not even be there uh, by the time the teams meet because he's one of the players I'm fairly sure is going to be on his way during the January transfer window. And um, Mark Helm played as well. And unfortunately, he probably won't be there because he's been out uh, injured for uh, the thick end of a month already uh, with some bruised bone, which is, always sounds unpleasant. Um, so uh, it'll be it'll be different. It'll be different. But Burton, Burton was shocking at the start of the season, as everybody knows. It was there. What is now becoming traditional, pathetic start to the season, but they they picked up, uh, and then they got bad again, so they changed the manager, which which is unusual, um, uh, and the and the caretaker manager who I firmly believe, and who knows people are watching this, a little bit later on, it might already have happened, but I firmly believe that Gary Mills will be the next manager of Burton Albion. What do you make of that? I mean, obviously, as you said, start was really, really poor. Um, I was at the Cambridge game uh, where Burton won. I think it was on a Monday night or something like that. And, and, yes. Yeah, it was. It was on TV. Yes. And and Burton were brilliant. And it was at a time when Derby weren't great. And I, I probably enjoyed that more than some of Derby's games at that sort of time. Um, and I, I looked at Barr, obviously, on the wing, who was who was exceptional that night. And I thought, wow, Burton have got a really good team. They'll, they'll be right up there. Obviously, it didn't happen. Dino Marmory is gone. What have you made to his departure and Gary Mills's, I guess, appointment? Well, three days after the or three games after the Cambridge game, Burton they won another two matches after that at Lincoln, then on to Bristol Rovers. I've got a screenshot somewhere on my phone. I won't bore you with it, but it's got Burton just above Derby in the table, and it's <laughs> the worst thing I ever did because since then or after that, they went up to Carlisle and were appalling, and then they didn't win from October until Marmaria was sacked. Um, uh, people have asked me if I was surprised. Uh, not really. I'd heard rumblings uh, uh, and been told one or two things. Um, I wasn't actually at the game, which finally saw him sacked. I was watching Derby County in a fairly routine victory down at Lake Norrin. As you well know, I had to do a little piece to camera in a corridor. <laughs> at the back of the stand at Lake Norrid. Um, so I wasn't surprised because they'd been on a really bad run. They, they, after that Carlisle defeat, which really knocked the stuffing out of them, uh, Cordova Bar got injured in that game. And that that seemed to send them into a tailspin for whatever reason. Now, Barr has been back. He, he missed the game, the last, the last game that Burton played at the weekend because he has tweaked his hamstring again. I'm not sure if it's the same hamstring, if it's a different hamstring. I don't understand hamstrings. I'm not even sure I've got any. <laughs> but he hasn't. He wasn't as good when he came back as he was before he got injured. Uh, and that was a real shame because you're absolutely right. I mean, he looked head and shoulders, the best player Burton have, and probably one of the best players in the league on his day. Unfortunately, he hasn't reproduced that. And the, the person who is who is probably the best player at the moment in the side is Bobby Camwell, who wasn't even getting a look in under Dino Marmory. Now, Gary Mills came in uh, and his first game was a 3-0 defeat at Oxford United when they didn't have a shot. Um, and it was it was dreadful. It was truly, truly dreadful. And, and I got slightly concerned um, when I asked Gary Mills what he made of it and what his overriding impression was. And he said, pride. 
I couldn't work out what he was proud of. But I don't <laughs> think I don't think he wanted to criticise the players because he knew he'd only worked with them for a few days. He had to continue to work with them and he had to get a tune out of them. And they were really quite good at Charlton. They went behind. That seemed to knock them back, but they got a late equaliser. I was convinced it was offside, but have since been persuaded otherwise. Um, and then two home wins in a row. One against the Blackpool side who can't win away from home, although they nearly did at uh, the city ground. Um, and one against the Shrewsbury side who are a, they're a, a nothing team, aren't they, Shrewsbury? They've got some good players, don't get me wrong. But I don't like to talk about Shrewsbury on here, Dave. Well, no, I was at that game that Derby played at Shrewsbury as well. And that that, that wasn't the, the lowest point of my season broadcasting either. The Stevenage away was. Um, although the interaction was magnificent. <laughs> as you can imagine, imagine yeah. myself and Phil Brown were we were also in the firing line that day. <laughs> Everybody was. It was like a scattergun approach to uh, criticizing everything that had anything to do with Derby in it, whether it was Radio <laughs> Derby or Derby Counter. We all got it, um, and they, did, they didn't play well, did they? Um, but Burton are a different side now. They're, those those two wins they possibly should have held on against Wickham, um, but Sam Vokes, who for me is is still. As an out-and-out, old-fashioned centre-forward, one of the best in the division. I mean, he's you know he's still on the fringes. If, if Wales needed a centre-forward, they could still call him up. The goal he scored was astonishing. But only just slightly better than Berli Labala's goal at the other end. So um, it, was a, it was a decent game on a, an interesting pitch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gary Mills will, as I think I've already said, I think he'll get the job. It's just that he's looking to bring players in. He's already been told he's looking after the January transfer window. Well, for me, that means you're doing the rest of the season because these players are going to be attracted to the club. Excuse me. Not necessarily because of Gary Mills, but they'll want to know who they're going to be playing under in February and March and April. And if it isn't Mills, then why don't they just appoint somebody and, and say, right, well, he's going to be in charge or she's going to be in charge and let's get on with it. So I think Mills will be in charge. Um He's already telling us that the likes of Josh Gordon, who played in that first game against Derby. <laughs> yeah. There are a number of players who didn't play on Saturday. I've got to be careful here. There was a number of players who didn't play on Saturday. Uh, Josh Gordon, Josh Walker, who incidentally cost a lot of money. And Cole Stockton, who we were told had a hamstring injury. So I asked him whether why they weren't playing. He said, well, they're not playing for one reason or another. Mm. Well, some of them weren't playing because they didn't want them to get injured or injured anymore because they're on their way out. Now, he has to get players out and bring players in. That's just the way life is. It's like that at most football clubs, isn't it? But everybody has a budget. His budget will be slightly bigger if he can offload a couple. Mm. So I think he's looking to do that. So it's difficult to predict exactly the starting lineup, uh, what it would be at Pride Park. However, what I would say is defensively, they are a much, much more solid output with Brayford in the middle of a three with Sweeney and Hughes on either side. Steve Seddon as a wing back looks terrific. The only issue I've got, and it's nothing personal against Jasper Moon, Jasper Moon is a really good centre back, but he's been playing right wing back. And if he's got somebody really, really good and quick and strong against him. Like Mendes Lang. <laughs> potentially. That might be an area of concern. Now, Deji Oshilaj will try and help him, but Deji's pace isn't going to be the same either. So that's the area I'm most concerned about. That and James Collins, who, I mean, I've always liked him, and I know the Derby fans have. Um, I think he's <laughs> hitting the kind of form that should worry Burton Albin because uh, he is a proven goal scorer. 
and he is scoring goals. And when proven goal scorers start to score goals, they generally carry on for a bit. So uh, that's a worry. But yeah, it, it, Bert will be different. They will be different. They're not as defensive minded because they've gone to the three. There were at times we were playing a back six under Dino Marmio, which was just horrible. So the wingers nominally were dropping back as auxiliary fullbacks. And the fullbacks were just adding to the number of central defenders they had. So we basically played with two fullbacks and four centre backs, and they still weren't winning games of football. Whereas now they at least do get a bit further forward with uh, with Bobby Cameron, as I say, who's in really sparkling form. Bezel Bala is playing really well. And uh, in the last league match, it was uh, Mason Bennett. Next question. <laughs> well i'm actually i'm gonna wait before i talk about mason Bennett um Good. because firstly you've answered about 50 percent of my questions in one thing so Sorry. thank you for that you've made my life a lot easier dave Sorry. i appreciate it <laughs> um but also i mean just looking at the stats you talked about the defense um i mean obviously it's heavily skewed by the time on the marmaria where you know burton were having a real tough time but Statistics-wise, Burton are either 20th to 24th in almost every single stat, especially going forwards. Um, they've, they've had fewer shots on target than any other team in the league. But defensively, they are climbing. They've got the 14th best defence in the league, which considering you know the start of the season, or I guess the, the bit after the start of the season that they had, is, is not too bad. And, and looking at recent results, I mean, a one-all draw with Charlton, a one-nil win at, against Blackpool, a one-nil win against Shrewsbury, one-nil defeat against Bolton, which, you know, there's no shame in that. And then a, a draw with Wickham. I mean, Gary Mills has come in and he's, he's steadied the ship, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, no question about it. Yeah, the, the, the late goal that Ryan Sweeney scored down at the Valley, I don't think we can underestimate the impact that has had on the team and, and this run because at that point they were headed for two successive away defeats under Mills in his first two matches before two home games. And you know what, a, a, an injury time equalises like. Everybody jumps back on the bus thinking that they won the game. I was thinking the same down on the sidelines. You, you, it just feels like a win, doesn't it? So it lifted everybody. The goal that Bolton scored, an own goal from poor old Jasper Moon when John Brayford, I, I mean, we were all convinced he'd cleared it. Uh, in fact, Gary Mills told me afterwards he'd already turned away because he knew John Brayford was there and he was clearing it. He kicked, kicked it straight into uh, Jasper Moon's knee. And it flew into the back of the net and Bolton wouldn't have scored if they'd have carried on playing till now. And that would have made my life a lot, lot better as a <laughs> resident of Bolton um, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a son who supports them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the performances have been good. There's, there's, there's a lot of, not more energy about the team, it seems to me. Um, things are a lot calmer on the sidelines, mm. it's fair to say. Uh, there are no histrionics anymore. Gary Mills is 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 a very quiet, thoughtful kind of coach. At the moment, I mean, who knows? He might change if he's appointed. But he stands there very quietly, and he's he's very quick to applaud effort as much. You know, the, the the thought of the pass. If the pass doesn't come off, he's not there criticizing from the sidelines. He, he is encouraging. He's a very encouraging kind of coach. And um, as a result, everybody seems happier. But of course. Mm -hmm. Without talking to the players who aren't playing, it's difficult to fully assess that because after the matches, we speak to players who are playing. And we say, well, everybody seems quite, oh, it's great. Yeah, Millsy's come in and he's done this and he's done that. Well, yes, you're playing. 
So it's a little bit skewed. You, if we'd have been speaking to some of the players who have been out in the cold and haven't been playing, then we might get a different answer. But you just get the feeling there's a different atmosphere about the place. Uh, he talks about playing with freedom mm. and playing with confidence and getting crosses into the box and taking shots on from outside the area. And he's not going to criticise a player for doing any of those things if it doesn't come off because that's what he wants them to do. And sometimes you think, well, why on earth has he done that? Well, it's because he's being encouraged to. The, the goal against Blackpool on Boxing Day was scored by Bobby Camwer from the right wing, uh, the left wing, I beg your pardon, with his right foot, but it was a cross. <laughs> the baller's movement in the six-yard box took the defender away. The goalkeeper's watching those two and it sneaks in at the far post because he wants crosses into the box. And it's a refreshing change, quite frankly. Now, of course, he's not the glamorous name, is he, that a lot of people no. would want, but... He's a he's a coach who has brought players through at Coventry, where he was one of the de- in the development department. He has coached at uh, the top near first teams before, and he was assistant at Wrexham. He's done a bit of non-league management too. So would it be a gamble? Well, possibly. But then again, Paul Pesky Salido had never managed before. Gary Rowett had never managed before. Nigel Clough had never managed before the first spell. Uh, Jake Barker, it didn't work out, but he hadn't managed before. Me. <laughs> uh, sorry, then. <laughs> Jake Buxton. You haven't managed. Jake Buxton. Jake Buxton. That's who I meant. Jake Buxton hadn't managed before. That didn't go well. I haven't either, if it helps. No, no, absolutely. That's what I thought. I'm putting you on the same level as, as Bucko. Um, but so, therefore, when you, when you think about who is going to become the permanent manager, it wouldn't be completely out of the, out of the question for Mills to get it because he is the kind of person who has been promoted by Ben Robinson to manage Burton Albion. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I, and I know the supporters won, they want a big name because they've had Hasselbank there in recent mm-hmm. times. Nigel Clough is a big name, isn't he? Gary Rowett had had a very, very good career and Paul Pesky Salido as well. Whereas Gary Mills hasn't had the career, nor has he managed anywhere else. So I think they're a little bit wary, but on, on the way things have gone in recent weeks, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be at all surprised, and I wouldn't have any qualms either. Even if you, even, even if you were appointed, Jack, <laughs> I, I'd certainly have some qualms if I was appointed. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think you'd end up in League Two before you know it. So you definitely wouldn't want that. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm I'm from Burton, so I know a lot of Burton fans and. Seeing the reaction of them recently under Gary Mills has been quite confusing, actually, because obviously looking from the outside, I don't see every minute of every game, but the, the reaction has been quite negative. And I mean, you've hinted at it a little bit already. He's not a big name. Um, and I've seen people complain about the way we played, you know, the, the reliance on Max Crocom to keep pulling out 10 out of 10s every single week. Um, I mean, the game at the weekend of someone I saw who said it was one of the worst games of football he'd ever seen. Um, obviously, do you agree with that? I, I've, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, but the reaction seems surprisingly negative, considering the results seem quite positive. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. 
With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yes, you see, we're going to get into a, an existential debate now, aren't we, really? I mean, I watch I watch a team, if I can, from the division below, so I don't really have great expectations of, of good football. What do people go to football for? Do they go to see their team win or do they go to be entertained? If you want to be entertained, I suggest the pictures or the theatre might be the best place to go because you're not always going to be entertained, are you? I mean, Derby County, when they are on that fantastic run before they lost to Peterborough, didn't play scintillating football all the time, but the run kept going. And, and you hear people say, well, of course, come the end of the season, nobody will be talking about that scruffy 1-0 win away at wherever. It's just the number of points you've got. And if you've got enough points to finish in the top two, nobody cares. I'm, I'm not suggesting Burton are going to finish in the top two, by the way, before everybody jumps all over me. So, um, it wasn't a great game of football. Actually, the first 30, 35 minutes were all right. It was it, it, it passed quite quickly, um, which is usually a good indication of whether it's been any good or whether, I mean, if you're having a bit of banter with the uh, with the summariser, as, as I often do with Aaron Webster, um, it passed quite quickly. There were, there were some scruffy bits. The two goals were, were as good as you'll see all weekend, I would respectfully suggest. Um, and the disappointment is that they didn't win. So people will go, oh, well, they didn't win, did they? And no, they didn't. And I, I hold my hands up and you, you can't, can't do anything but accept that. What I do find slightly bizarre is a couple of things on social media that I saw, I think it was after the Blackpool game, could have been the Shrewsbury game, when people were suggesting that there were supporters inside the ground who didn't want them to win because it might mean that Gary Mills would be appointed as the manager. Well, what on earth is going on there? <laughs> No idea. Um, he's, we have he's, the same, you know. We have the yeah. same with Warren. There's some fans. Yeah. That, when we lost to Peterborough, there were fans around me shouting, like, worn out and things like that. We lost one game in 10. It was yeah. our first defeat since October. And people good were calling for them. Good side as well. They're a good side, yeah. Peterborough. I mean, they're no mugs. No. So, I don't. I don't. I do have an issue with what football supporters want. I go... If I go to Tranmere, if they win, I couldn't care how, how they play. Couldn't care less. <laughs> Genuinely, could not care less. And and do not go to football to be entertained. I go to football when I'm not working. I'll go there. I'll have a couple of pints. We'll have a good laugh. If it's rubbish, we'll have a laugh about that. If it's great, you go well. A bit of a surprise. How good it was. Mm. If they win, fantastic. If they lose, you boo them off and everybody goes on. <laughs> you boo them off. <laughs> you, you know, you pay your money and you take your choice. I, I mean, I, I I can't criticise supporters for booing anybody because I have, I have, in the recent past, been guilty. Not necessarily the players. I think it's fair to say, Tremor, there are one or two who I wouldn't have minded booing off, um, but the manager. Uh, but he's gone now, so um, everything's fine. <laughs> it is it is this is the uh, the best tangent we've been on i think oh, yeah. <laughs> one of these <laughs> it's great it's got a real problem with people who say 
I genuinely have. Oh, we're not playing football the right way. Well, what is the right way to play football? The oh, right way to play football is to win. <laughs> if you win, you're playing it the right way. Yeah. And Milton Keynes, the perfect example. And I know he's doing a decent job. Um, he's at Bristol City now, isn't he? Is it Manning? Whatever he's called. Yeah, Liam Manning. That's him. When he was at MK Dons, they had the highest completed pass percentage and all the rest of it numbers of anybody in League One. They got relegated. They were passing it amongst themselves at the back. It was awful. Mm. But by the standards of the, 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 the indicators that people look at, that's fantastic. Look, all these, oh, he plays football the right way. No, he doesn't. <laughs> they didn't play it the right way. The two centre-backs were the most successful passers of a ball. Nonsense. Win the game. <laughs> Well, talking about winning the game, um, I've just got up here the the top players for Burton this season. I mean, Joe Powell's not a surprising one for me to see. He's always impressed when I've seen him. Uh, you've got Tom Hamer at the back as well, Sam Hughes at the back, Max Crokin in goal. Um, but from a, a goal-scoring perspective, I mean, I think, it, is it Berly Labala? Is that how you say uh, his name? Berly Labala, yes. yes. He's, he's um, not a player I've come across before, and he's, he's Burton's top scorer. How would you describe him? Well, he hasn't got many, though, has he? I mean, it's not, it, it's not like he's... Uh... He's not going to threaten the uh, the top echelons of uh, of any, anything, but um, uh, he's he's quite slight mm. for a striker. I always think um, whenever I interview him, I'm always surprised how how slight he is. I mean, a lot of people appear slight next to me, but he is very slight. Um, he joined Burton from Blackpool in the summer. He's never really scored a shed load of goals. He hasn't played that many times, in in truth, at senior level, uh, and just seems exceptionally grateful uh, to be playing at the moment. He was only signed on a short-term deal, though, so he's one of the issues that, that Gary Mills or whoever has to sort out before the end of January because that's that's when his deal is up. So they've got to be careful of that one. They're the same with Mustafa Carriol, incidentally. So um, there, there are issues there. Um He's a very hard-working striker, can score with his head or his feet, which is useful in, in any footballer, I always think. Um, but what, five or six goals? I mean, you really want your striker to be scoring 15 to 20, don't you? Which is what they thought they had in Cole Stockton and, mm. and Josh Walker when they signed them at the start of the season. I think the last time we spoke on the podcast, I was very excited, very excited. I remember Paul Stockton and, uh, and Josh Gordon. And, of course, Stockton was already injured by the time Burton played Derby because he'd suffered that injury against Leicester City in the uh, in the dreadful League Cup game where Leicester City passed it across the back four and had two shots and scored two goals. <laughs> Burton didn't get a kick. Um, and Josh Gordon, um, well, it just hasn't it just hasn't worked for him. So, um, Labala was brought in almost as an emergency. He was released by Blackpool and Marmory assigned him and nobody had heard of him, much like yourself, genuinely. I think before he came to Burton, I'm just trying to top them up here in my head and it's not going to be easy and it's not actually going to work. But he hadn't played 100 games uh, in his in his senior career. He's already 25. Oh, wow. So um, just only just 25. In fact, he's 25 on the day of recording. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Happy um, birthday. <laughs> birthday um, he's, he's, uh, but he's a serious, he's a serious individual. Uh, and and 
given a good run in the side which he's had, he is now starting to score goals. People know the runs he's making and that kind of thing, which I think is important if you're looking for a striker, especially now under Gary Mills when they want to get more crosses in the box. They have to know the runs that Lavala is going to be making. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's been good. He's been really, really good for them uh, up to a point. And uh, he will be hoping to kick on in the second half of the season because at the moment, he is the main striker. There isn't really anybody else. The bench against um, Wickham didn't have a striker on it. When you consider the strikers who were missing for one reason or another, mm -hmm. um, you'd think they could have squeezed a, a striker. And there was a, a young lad called Dylan Scott, but he's only he's only ever played uh, as a substitute up in the EFL Trophy at Doncaster. So, yeah, a lot rests on Labala. Well, you, you talk then about, um, you know, you get more crosses into the box. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, this, I've had this chesty cough for about four weeks now. It's something that's knocking about, isn't it? It's driving insane. And we've, what, we've been going for 26 minutes. I've done well not to cough now. Yeah, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I was doing the show the other night. I can't remember who was in with me, but I didn't have any uh, any audio on the show because it was like three days after the match. We were just chatting about this and that. I'm thinking, I am never going to last half an hour without coffee. <laughs> never. Uh, I managed to do it. I managed to get to the uh, get to the half past. Anyway, that's a no <laughs> anybody. No, it just reminds me. <laughs> People that listen to this podcast a lot will know Jamie. who's on quite a lot. And when he was on Radio Derby and he had a chest infection and he kept having to go out the room every five was minutes. Yes, I, was, well, I, was in, I was in the studio with him at one point. He was waving his hands like that. It was the, the, night, of the <laughs> night of one of the draws as well. You were playing. The, that was the night you, you boys played that game of football. You got two goals, Dave. you yeah. <laughs> got to remember that. I can barely remember being there at all. I couldn't wait to get away. Um, <laughs> yes, he, he did. Yeah, and it's horrible. You can't do anything about it. Exactly. You, had a, you had a question about Mills. I did I have a question. I did hmm. have a question. I mean, you talked about putting more balls into the box. Um, what sort of brand of football do Burton play under Gary Mills? And what's the difference between that and the football under Marmaria, apart from not playing six at the back? Well, you won't see, and I, for one, am delighted by this, you will not see any of the centre-backs taking a goal kick short to the goalkeeper, <laughs> who then lumps it forward. What you will see is Max Crocom kicking the goal kicks forward. Mm -hmm. And that if, if the ball's in the other half, you, you really reduce the chances of conceding a goal, don't you? You really do. It's, it's remarkable, really. It's almost as if football was a very straightforward game. <laughs> uh, but he is... <laughs> now, I upset uh, Aaron because he's a Liverpool supporter for no idea why because he was born in Derby and played for Burton but you know when people support they jump on bandwagons don't they <laughs> um, and I, one of his passes he passes he kicks the ball out very very uh, like Jordan Pickford for me and he's got a really good range as well mm. he, can, he can pick a, a pass you know the one where he's sort of leaning over and, and smashes it to the wing just beyond the halfway line that kind of pass mm. now Interestingly, against Blackpool, he probably did it 15 times. It only worked once, but when it when it got to uh, Camwell, he scored. So they like to they, then they're not long ball. The, the midfielders are too good. Joe Powell is too good a midfielder to miss out all the time, but they don't mind missing him out. And I think I don't think that's a bad thing. Now they played Mason Bennett on the wing 
against uh, against Wicker. I'm not entirely sure that's his best position, if I'm honest. But that's because there was no Quadwell Bar. So if Bar's back, it would be Bar on one side, Camwer on the other, or Carriol with uh, with Labada up front. You've got a bit of pace, you've got some good strength, and you've got a goalkeeper who can pick them out, or he can go shorter to uh, to Joe Powell. And away you go that way. Or he can give it to the wing-backs because Steve Seddon does like to get forward. So they're, they're basically a team... I'm going to cough again in a minute. They're basically <laughs> a team who likes like to get forward, but they're not necessarily just lump it and hope for the best. All oh, right, Dave, it's been a pleasure. I've, I've got one more question for you. You know, I'm not, I'm not making a prediction. Yeah, you are. You are. That's for the rules. You, you, you know it's the rules. You've done this three times now. rules. <laughs> Go on. What's your score prediction? Derby v Burton, Monday night on Sky. And Radio Derby. Um, oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a choice of listening as well. You can listen to the Burton side of it. You can listen to the Derby side of it. So the Derby fans, rest assured, I know there are, there are people out there who don't like the sound of my voice, and that's entirely understandable. There are people out there who don't mind listening to the Burton side of it, and you, you will have that option as well. Um <laughs> What I will say is that uh, I'm glad it's at Pride Park rather than uh, away from home because they're much, much better away from home, aren't they, Derby County, this season than they are at home. Um, teams have gone there and parked the bus. That Burton won't do that. They, they will defend properly, but they, they won't put any more players behind the ball than they need to. Uh, and they will come away with a one-all draw. And Mason Bennett will score. And the noise, <laughs> the noise will be unbelievable when he does 200 of them will be going crazy in that way can you imagine can you imagine i mean the stick that he got in the home game when he came on was it was pretty bad it was quite something yeah i mean i think i'm fairly sure i had to apologize on more than one occasion for the chanting that you could hear so it'll be the same if he plays He, he started on uh in the last game the last league game so will he start in the next one well, we'll see. And, and for me, I think it'll be, I think Burton will score, um, but I think it'll be 3-1 to Derby. I'd hope that with the form that we're in, we've had a, a longer rest as well. I think that's what killed us against Peterborough. We hadn't had a break in quite some time. Um, you know, just a legs. Exactly. Connor Hurahan's had a few days in the spa. Um, I think we'll be all right. I'd, I'd like to hope it'll be a 3-1 win to Derby and yeah. uh, hopefully we'll carry on this good run that we're on. So that's where he gets his sandwiches, spa, is it? <laughs> it is, it is, Lovely. it is. Right, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, thank you so much for, for giving up your time. If people want to find more from you, uh, where will they find you? Well, uh, at the moment, quite a lot on Radio Derby, uh, at Fletch Sport on Twitter, but I, I very rarely say anything of any interest uh, on there. So, um, yeah, just, just listen out for me. You, if you want me, you can find me. If you don't want me, it's very easy to switch me off. <laughs> so when you when you become the manager of Burton Albion, um, <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, and you're criticizing laughs, me every week. Every week we'll have. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we've lost eight nil away from home. That'll be a that'll be a good <laughs> one. <laughs> right, cheers, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> the Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, 
we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.